Good afternoon. Wanted to get you a market update here before the long three-day weekend. A lot of headlines kind of gyrating through the market, so we're going to do our best to digest those and how they relate to our marketing plan here. But first, I want to talk uh, briefly about uh, these podcasts and the YouTube video updates. Uh, They're getting passed around to non-paying customers, and that's not cool. Um, I've got a lot of very loyal customers that pay good money for this information, and so we absolutely make sure that this stays within the family and not to be shared by people outside uh, our customer base. Okay, So that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we're going to start with the main headlines here that are moving the markets, you know, and that's something you you come to work every day or you watch the news and it starts with the, the Russian-Ukraine potential threats of war there. Uh, that battle seems to be going back and forth every single day and moving, moving markets up and down. No real feel for that. Uh, I, I get the sense that Russia is posturing mostly. Uh, They're doing a pretty good job at it. Um, They're negotiating a lot of things that they want to see out of Ukraine. They don't want Ukraine to join NATO. Uh, They don't want Ukraine to have too much independence. My my gut feel is that if Russia had really wanted to invade Ukraine, it would be long over by now. But uh, there is a lot of drama associated with this and a lot of fear and uncertainty in the markets related to it. Canada... You know, it's also got its own issues now. Uh, the the relatively peaceful protests are starting to turn violent now, as the government has instructed uh, the police to come in and shut down the trucker strike and arrest people. And things are getting really very bad in Canada, and I think they will get worse over the weekend. Uh, there is rain in Argentina forecasted, so that should slow some of the uh, the the talk of the crop getting killed off in Argentina. And then, of course, we've had headlines over the last week coming out of China where they are throwing a bit of a temper tantrum and talking about demand destruction uh, because they're basically caught. So you can basically take anything you headline coming out of China and ignore it. It's, for the most part, pure propaganda designed to try to move markets uh, in their favor. And unfortunately for them, it's just not going to work. In the real world, the market is still trying its best to understand the scale of the losses in South America. They're big, uh, and but they seem to be hovering around that 30 to 35 million metric ton area. And of course, the market also is grappling with uh, those numbers and flowing them through their respective balance sheets. There's no doubt that by the end of this harvest here, that world stocks to use ratios of soybeans from countries that export soybeans will be at record low levels. There is the discussion that China's sitting on big uh, inventories of soybeans. I've disputed that for years. That's, again, more rhetoric coming out of China, in my opinion. But, um, but if you look at the inventories of soybeans of countries that just export those beans, we will be at record low levels um, after the South American harvest here with these new numbers. What it's doing is it's forcing more demand back to the U.S. Normally, this time of year, we lose demand, export demand, all the way through September, October, uh, once South America has finished their export program. But China and other countries are in buying beans for March-April delivery. So it's reshaping our old crop balance sheet to the point now where 
analysts are trying to assess whether it's uh, 100 or 150 or 200 million bushels of new demand coming to the U.S. and physically reshaping our carryout levels. Uh, we add in some acres for next year of, of more soybean plantings, but the reality is starting to sink into the market that we will not be able to produce our way out of fixing these balance sheets, meaning that the scale of the losses are so extraordinary coming out of South America that the only way we can fix these balance sheets and keep from running out of beans is with demand destruction. We need to send a signal to the market to stop using soybeans. And that, of course, gets very, very difficult when you're, you know, when you're in an inflationary environment like this. So what does normally happen when you're in a demand destruction mode, though, is extreme volatility. And you will get to prices where demand will back off for a little while or not at all. Um, and, and, of course, with crush margins still positive, you know, this is going to be an ongoing battle and very, very difficult to figure out how high soybean prices could go. Several analysts have come out here this week saying that we need to retest the old record highs of soybeans at 1794 to accomplish this goal. So we're going to keep an eye on that development, but for sure prices are going to remain very, very volatile. Meanwhile, in the United States, we continue to have our own issues here. We are still grappling with record high input prices, possible supply chain problems, uh, a drought that is growing every single week, um, and then of course, you know, fast forward six months out, four or five months out, and and we can't afford any weather hiccups of our own because that will put further further strain on the balance sheets. So in summary, here we need to just remain patient. Okay, these variables that we're tracking are, are big, they're severe, and we will respond to the fundamental data as it continues to come in. That is crop losses in South America, planted acres in the United States, input prices, and U.S. weather. So those variables will drive price action going forward. Uh, where we need to keep an eye on is end-user demand destruction or margin compression. So once we start getting to prices where demand can't support prices, this is going to be an integral part of our marketing plan. And, and of course, the, the greater the demand destruction, the more aggressive we will get on forward marketing. But this will be a week-by-week -week development, something we'll be need to be watching very carefully here. For now, there are no changes in our marketing plan. Uh, we're still expecting a possible test of the old record highs at 1794. Somewhere before that, we will sell out of old crop beans. Might be 1720, might be 1750. But for those, you know, if we get above $17, for most of you, that will be good enough and we will finish this year's marketing. For new crop, we're still looking for a test of 1550 on November beans. So somewhere before there or in that area, we will market another 20% of our new crop beans. For 2023, I got a little excited about the 1350 mark, uh, selling 20%. I'm going to pull that percentage back, and we're only going to sell about 10% of our beans for 2023 at the 1350 area. We're going to be a little bit slower to market into that, but I think that target's well within range here pretty quickly. For corn, 
My base case remains that with cotton prices where they were over the last three months and where soybean prices are now, we're going to lose 4 million acres of, so- of corn. And I think that will dramatically shift the balance sheet for corn uh, this spring. Corn has been lagging the price action of cotton and for soybeans, but it will pay the price for that lag sometime this spring. And with demand uh, remaining relatively strong and South America having losses of its own starting to build on corn, um, I'm still looking for 680 on old crop corn where we were market uh, another 20% of our corn, leaving us with 20% to price into the spring summer volatility. For new crop corn, we haven't made any sales yet, but we're looking for a test of 640 to dip our toe in the water and make our first sale of 20% there. Uh, For 2023, again, got a little excited about 575 target. In my last video update, I thought we would market 30%. I want to pull that back to only 10%, but I do want to start at 575 with some light corn sales for 2023. Wheat still looking for $9. So, of course, at 880, just below that target, we will get 50% sold on our wheat for this year. Rice, we did hit the targets of 15 and 15.50. We had a very hard technical pullback, but with the massive acreage losses in, uh, in rice expected with these high grain prices, I expect from here a test of $16 on old and new crop rice. So that's the update. Have a wonderful weekend. Again, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.